Welcome to the Wedding Obsessed Podcast designed to help you plan your dream day. I'm your host, Adriana, and each week I'm joined by the wedding industry's top professionals, celebs, influencers, and friends who share tips, trends, advice, and mistakes they've made so you don't have to. This is the Prenup Podcast. In a couple of weeks, I am going on a European vacation with my husband. We're very excited about it. We had it scheduled in 2020, but COVID, we had to push it back, whatever. But we love traveling together. It really bonds us. And especially just when it's the two of us, you know, we love traveling with family and friends, but there's something really special about going away together. And I think that's why honeymoons are such a staple of weddings. It's that time in your life where it's just the two of you and you're a family for the first time and you're experiencing a new place or maybe a new place together for the first time. But honeymoons can be really expensive and overwhelming to plan. So a great recommendation that I always, always, always tell couples to do is register with Honey Fund, which is going to allow your guests to gift you money toward your honeymoon and any other cash funds that you want, but we'll focus on honeymoons today. So today's guest, Sarah Margulies, is the founder and CEO of Honey Fund, and she's awesome. I had her on the podcast before, and we did a live together on TikTok, and I just loved the conversation so much that I wanted to repost it here for anyone to listen. She goes into, of course, Honey Fund and registry, but also, you know, planning your honeymoon and the fun of it. And it was a really great conversation. Sarah's awesome to talk to. I'm sure you've heard of Honey Fund, but if you haven't, you really should check it out for your registry. It will make a huge difference. There is something really special about traveling together. And even if you're not going to take a honeymoon right away, if you're not able to do that, schedule it for later. We talk about the importance of that too. I linked everywhere you can find Honey Fun below. Huge thank you to Sarah for taking the time to talk to me again. I know I'll have her back. She is so great to talk to. Here it is, my live TikTok, my first TikTok live with Sarah Margulies of Honey Fund. Hello. Hi, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm just getting my volume up. Oh, perfect. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited we got to do this. This is my first live. Me too. I'm so excited. <laughs> Top of mind for everyone right now is like honeymooning to Maui. What are we going to do? So sad. So what happens now? Yeah. So, I mean, everything I'm reading says that if you had plans to travel to Maui, you should just plan to reschedule them. But we don't even know when Maui will be reopened for travel. So um, contact your airline, contact your hotel, make sure that you have like a flexible rescheduling plan, or you can always choose another island or another destination, but Maui is pretty much off limits for travelers right now. That is so heartbreaking. I, I can't even imagine. I mean, the obvious thing is, you know, first of all, the people who are affected by it, it's like, right. it's unfathomable. I mean, it, it sounds truly terrifying, you know, just the visions of people having to go into the ocean to... Oh, I know. So sad. So it, sad. And we're... Yes. And, you know, I'm sure people who are traveling there or had travel plans for their honeymoon, mm -hmm. they don't want to be insensitive. And, you know, obviously right. their first priority, like any human being, yeah. that right. is what they care about. But it's like also like, all right, maybe we spent, you know, our, our whole savings and everything on yeah. this. What are kind of, you would know better than I do, are there any systems in place for insurance for something like this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I would say first and foremost, if you have travel insurance, this is one of those situations where you should definitely call and find out. 
what your options are. Um, if you didn't have travel insurance though, I know a lot of the airlines are being really flexible um, to help you rebook to another island or rebook to Maui at a later time. Um, your resort was affected, you're gonna have to choose a new resort or um, even another island or another destination. So um, I think it's just, unfortunately, it's one of those things where um, you know, the right thing to do is just let Maui be and let them recover. And in the meantime, uh, see what you can do with your travel agent or your travel insurance or your airline or your hotels to get an alternate plan going for you. Because the last thing we want you to do is miss your honeymoon. But yeah, it's been, it's been really confusing and scary. Oh my gosh. Yes. And you know, it just goes to show like it can, it can happen anywhere. You, you know, you don't think about these things, but even um i live in new jersey and it was a, up in north jersey it was a few months ago there was a wildfire and you know fortunately people weren't injured the way that they were and harmed and unfortunately you know it was ca catastrophic there but yeah it, it happens in new jersey i mean it happens it can happen anywhere it's just a really really strange thing and it's an important reminder of travel insurance i know like yeah. when i'm booking a flight sometimes it's like okay do you want to get the insurance and i'm like no <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't want to spend the extra money but spending yeah. you know a hundred couple hundred bucks could save you like thousands yeah i think anytime you have a trip over five thousand dollars it's a good idea to insure it i think anything under that and it depends on your situation but anything under that you usually you can reschedule or kind of recoup most of the cost but when you have something that you've invested a lot of money in or your friends and family have invested a lot in your honey fund uh insuring it is a good idea absolutely and that's even an option through honey fund you can you know um i forget what it was called i was looking through it earlier um how was it worded? It was so smart. It was like, but an insurance oh, plan, like protecting yourself. The flexibility fund. Flexibility fund. That yes. was it. Yes. Yes. So that's it's so huge to have. And if you're the kind of person that's like, we're spending all this money, we don't want to spend a little more. Like, just put it on your your registry. Yeah, totally. Yep. I know. I think it was when the pan pandemic hit that we realized that people need a little extra just so that they have the options to be flexible if that, you know, completely unexpected happens. And here we are all too practiced with the unexpected happening. So uh, we want people to be prepared. Yeah. You just, like you said, you just absolutely never know. Um, but we talked, you know, it was probably what, two months ago, something like that. It was, it was a really while back. I feel like it was longer, but I'm so lost at this point. What month are we in? <laughs> I have no idea. The summer went so fast, but we had such a great conversation on my podcast, the prenup podcast, and we touched on like all of these topics and I want to touch on a few more of them today. just get a little taste, but if anyone's curious, you know, Sarah gave so much great information about registering and honeymoon and just like really fun tips and things that you wouldn't think of. So there's a lot more of that on the podcast if you're looking for more after. But um, I wanted to touch first on registry and then get into honeymoon because yeah. when I was preparing for this, I was looking into some registry things and you probably knew this, but I was like, I wonder how registries came to be. Mm. And 1924, it was um, Marshall Field. They developed the registry. Mm -hmm. Genius. Like, what a brilliant marketing tactic. Yeah. I mean, we take it for granted now because everyone registers. Right. But at the time, yeah. 
Wow. Right. <laughs> and then it didn't really get popularized until I guess the 50s-ish. Mm -hmm. um, people did hope chests. And I know in some areas, you know, people still do that. It's, you know, more of like a cutesy tradition than something practical. Mm -hmm. um, but it is, you know, the traditional registry and the way we know it from like the 20s to 50s, it's progressed so much digitally, but it really hasn't progressed until the last like 10, 15 years or so from this really antiquated system where people were moving from their parents' house to their marital home. And it's just not the norm any longer. Yeah, so true. So true. And I feel like because of cash funds and especially Honey Fund, which is probably the most recognizable, reputable, and you know, just as a reminder to anyone listening, Sarah is the founder CEO of Honey Fund, um, which you know everyone just—it's kind of like a staple. You know, it's like we think about honeymoon cash funds, but everyone just says Honey Fund, even if it's like. You know, like Kleenex. Like yeah. people say, "Oh, grab me a Kleenex." Like, yeah. you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my honey fund, um, even if they aren't necessarily using it. But I find it to be the most accessible. It's the one that I recommend to my brides. It's just easy. There's a lot of things that I love about it. Um, but one of the things that I really love is that there's kind of like registry starter kits. Yeah. So when you are registering for your honeymoon, which so many people are doing now. There was a study, I think the last one was like 2019. I couldn't find anything since then, but one in three couples is doing a honeymoon registry. Yeah, or some kind of cash funds. Yeah, it's gotten really popular. And I mean, yeah. again, it's just practical. It's the trend of, you know, people living together, people already having the stuff. They're not moving from their parents' home to their marital home, like you said. So it just, they have different needs. And a lot of people, you know, their honeymoon is either their first really huge trip or like their once in a lifetime trip. Maybe they haven't really traveled together yet. And, or maybe they haven't traveled a, a lot together at all. Something that I'm seeing a lot more, this is a little tangent, but I'm seeing a lot more people getting married younger and younger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like there's that something there is coming back. Um, I'm noticing it too. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that we still have a need for a lot of our couples still have a need for some things for their home and, you know, that seed money to buy a house or travel or whatever it is. So um, I feel like Honey Fund gives you the flexibility no matter where you are in your life, no matter how old you are, no matter how long you've been established, you can get your needs met in a way that essentially just puts money in your pocket. I mean, what other service in the wedding industry puts money in your pocket? <laughs> There's so many great facets of it and, you know, we'll, we'll get into everything, you know, just kind of naturally, but a lot of people have this like hang up about asking for money as a gift. Mm -hmm. And one of the benefits of doing Honey Fund is it's just like a very like classy, there's no awkwardness. It's like we registered for this. It's not like, you know, send me monetary gifts. It's, this is, it's going towards something. So you can actually see like, oh, I'm buying you to a beach dinner or, you know, upgrading you guys to first class. Like that I feel like holds so much more weight because a lot of people, you know, 
everywhere, but in a lot of cultures especially, find a monetary to gift to be very like impersonal. Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, it can be, but when you're actually putting like, no, this is what we're doing with it. Right. It yeah. holds a lot of weight. Yeah, and I'm so glad you mentioned that because I feel like um, going along with what you said about how a registry came to be and how long it's been a thing, you know, in the grand scheme of human history, like a traditional store registry is like a little blip, like for many cultures and thousands of years, like the wedding gift was, you know, money or horses or whatever was valuable at that time. Right. Like, yeah. um, and so now with honey fun, I think the idea that you're getting the money, but it's for a specific purpose gets your guests really excited about, um, you know, giving you something unique and different, like, you know, housewares, not everybody needs them, but the gift of an experience is like so much more fun to give. And the number one comment we get from our wedding guests is, I wish I had that when I got married, that was so much fun, you know, and they almost say it always the same way. So um, we really, we really do see like the power of the experience gift and especially a honeymoon gift. And, you know, when you're buying like, of course, if when you need, you know, your pots and pans, your vacuums, this and that, like, yes, it's so nice to gift that to someone and, you know, they're going to use it every day, but it's not fun to talk about. It's like pretty, pretty boring. Like, okay, like you're going to use yeah. that. Yay. But when you're giving someone the gift of, like you said, an experience, it's something you can bond over and, you know, you check up with them. Like, how was that thing? Like, you know, it's, it's something that you can actually talk about and take with you and it brings people together more, I think. I think so too. I mean, uh, shared experiences is actually one of the new love languages that just came out. I don't know if you heard about that, but like there's more than five now. And yeah, and shared experiences was like one of the new ones that obviously we were like dancing in the office, like so happy about it because we know that couples who travel together, stay together. We know that shared experiences can bond anyone, including, you know, your friends, your family. And so, um, yeah, I just thought that was so cool. And it totally speaks exactly what you just said. Yes. And you know what? I think if people really delved deep, like that's everyone's, at least one of their love languages, like in some capacity. So I myself, I am not a risk taker. You're not going to find me bungee jumping or even <laughs> we, a couple of years ago, I went to St. Lucia with, or I'm sorry, Aruba with my husband's family. And we did these little like dune buggy things out to a cliff. It was a 10 foot cliff, nothing crazy. And everyone there is like, yeah, do it, do it. And like trying to egg me on. And I was, I just started crying. <laughs> like, like uh, and that was the only way anyone would get away from me. I wasn't putting on the tears. I was actually just like yeah. so overwhelmed and scared. Right. Right. And it was a little nothing. But, you yeah. know, my husband does like those kind of fun experiences. But yeah. There's somewhere you can meet in the middle. It doesn't have to be like this crazy thing. It could just be you're somewhere new with the person you love and you're you're doing something that maybe if you did at home, it wouldn't be as special. But because you're experiencing it for the first time in this new place, in this beautiful environment, it's really special. Yeah. And when you think about like the memories that you're going to create on your honeymoon and what those are going to mean to you throughout your whole marriage and how often you're going to sit and say, like, remember that night that we had that romantic dinner on the beach or that we went on that sailing day trip and those like good feelings just come rushing back as if you were still there. And that can bond you right in that moment, even years later. Totally. But we always joke about our honeymoon, which was so fabulous. We went to St. Lucia and 
we just absolutely loved it. But one of our excursions was this hike and we did this guided hike up um, uh, a piton. It's like their mountain range, whatever. And it was excruciating. And we <laughs> were really active. We hike a lot and everyone told us it would be hard. And I was like, no, like we'll be fine. We were drenched in sweat. And it's something we talk about all the time. It was at the beginning of the honeymoon. So the rest of the time, like we just spent it relaxing. But that was like, it was, I'm being dramatic, but it was our trauma bond. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Hopefully they're good experiences. But <laughs> yes. And it was, it really was a good experience. Like our guide was so lovely and like he was basically doing it barefoot. He lives there. He's like, you know, does it all the time. He's wow. no big deal to him, but it was just so steep and I'm not used to that, but it can be something like, you know, even if it's not what you necessarily thought it was going to be, it's still something fun that you reminisce over and, you For know, sure. maybe it was harder. I'm so glad we did it. Like we ate and drank so much that week. I was like, thank God we did that four mile <laughs> hike because I'm really going to town here. Like, <laughs> yeah, it really does balance it out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what is your um, love language? Other than I, I do think that everyone's yeah. to an extent is shared experience, yeah. but do you have any others? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, for sure. I would put that at the top of the list. Um, I like physical affection, you know, like I'm a big PDA person. I really don't care, you know, if anyone's looking, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. That's cute. What about you guys? Do you guys know each other's? Um, I, I think I could probably guess it. I mean, maybe if I've had a couple drinks, you know, physical touch would be one of mine. I don't think alcohol is on the list of um, love languages. <laughs> That's one for sure for me, specifically tequila. <laughs> I think mine is probably words of affirmation. Like, I just want to know I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, my husband is probably um, acts of service, I would say. Yeah. Um, but I, I want them all. Like, all of them. I, I'm not going to discriminate. You can just, all of them are good. <laughs> Absolutely. So back on the topic of registry, I yeah. thought of something earlier. What do you think in terms of um, like a retail item? What do you think is the stupidest thing someone could register for? Okay, um, so the, I've seen it all over the years, but um, <laughs> I feel like anything that's like just for your personal use, like let's say you just really wanted that Dyson Airwrap or like <laughs> or Airwave or whatever it's called, yeah. um, or like like a gun or something that's just like your own personal entertainment or like it's not for the household or like your shared, you know, usage. Yes. Those are the things I think you really got to leave off your registry completely. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And it's I, tempting when you're walking around, you know, Target, they've got a lot of different stuff there. So, you know. I know. And you, I mean, realistically, like that's where it gets murky because right. you can register for anything. Like, I don't know. I had a hard time doing my registry other than my honey fund because jake and i lived together before we got married so yeah. you know our moms gave us a bunch of stuff and then you know we we had been working we got married i was 28 when we got married he was 32 or something and you know we had everything <laughs> like we had yeah. been living on our own for for so long so there wasn't anything we like 
desperately needed. Yeah. Um, and I didn't actually put a lot of retail items on. I, I really only put, I really wanted the, um, the Dyson hardwood vacuum. Yeah. Oh, that alarm like, going off in my house. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Never a dull moment. That's always the best. Is um, everything okay? Yeah, everything's fine. Just a okay. kitchen action. <laughs> always, always. Yeah, I, I really wanted that cordless vacuum and I got it and I was like, as long as I have that, like yeah. everything else is kind of secondary. Household <laughs> appropriate. I feel like, um, you know, Anytime you have the opportunity to like upgrade, like let's say you guys love going, taking a stroll on Saturday and going down to the little neighborhood coffee shop and having a cappuccino and you don't have a cappuccino maker in your house, like that could yes. be a cool registry item because it's something you're never going to buy for yourself. Um, so I would say like people in your situation, I always say, you know, just think around like what kinds of things would you never buy for yourself? What would make you feel like you've kind of upgraded a little bit or like taking your daily routine to the next level? Um, that I think is a great idea, but you don't need a whole lot. There aren't that many people anymore that like need to be able to go to a store and buy you a box gift. I mean, that those days are kind of over, so. No, and also, you know, another factor of it, in addition to just having all this stuff that like you have to bring home with you, something that, I see almost never anymore are brides opening their gifts at the yeah. shower. Yeah. And thank God for that because you know, <laughs> I just, we're not at a baby's birthday party right. and everyone knows, everyone saw your registry. It's online now. Right. right. And even if they hadn't, it's just not all that interesting. Right. Yeah. No, I it definitely that like when I think of all the showers I've been to, the opening of the gifts, even though that's kind of the whole point of it is sort of the like the least exciting part of the shower. So I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's exhausting. And it really if you are doing something that's like bringing friends and family together and, you know, you're having a luncheon, it takes depending on how many people you have, it could take, you know, an hour or sometimes more to yeah. go through all of that. And exactly. it's like, okay, that's what I just spent my time doing. Not talking to anyone, not, you know, communicating. Wouldn't you rather, you know, celebrate and thank your guests for the things that they got you? Like if you are doing retail items, just have them sent to the house. Then you don't have to have anyone come with dad's pickup truck and, you know, load up again. And it's just, and especially if you're doing it in the city. Yeah. So like I love honeymoon themed showers now because you can get like have people bring you like little things that you might take on your trip like beach towels or like a little you know tote bag for whatever and like give to your honey fund and all like you said it's it's not about the box gifts it's just about like celebrating where you're going and like starting your life together i really feel like a honeymoon is becoming this new symbol for starting your life together even more than the the marriage in a lot of ways like we see couples spending more on their honeymoon less on their weddings um, and, and it's like, let's just make the whole thing about the honeymoon, you know, like, why not? And then keep it going. And I, you know, I say all the time, I'm like, I do this for a living and I, I loved my wedding. I wouldn't have changed a thing. I really had such a good time. And I think everyone kind of feels this way. By the time it's done, you're exhausted. It's not like you're glad it's over. Like, you know, sure. you're pissed off. You're just like, God, I'm spent. And I say all the time, my honeymoon was the best part of my wedding. It oh my was God, just... I love that. I knew there was a reason I liked you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, though. It really is. Yeah. You know, And 
you reflect during that time. So we left right away. Um, we had a day in between and then we left for our honeymoon. But I think either way, whether you're doing it right away or you're taking a couple months or however you're doing it, it's time to reflect back on the wedding. And, you know, we got our sample photos like two days after. So we went through all that oh, and we're like, so fun. I yeah, love that. You're talking yeah. about, you know, what this person did and what that person wore and like, no, it's, it's just a fun time to reminisce on your wedding and celebrate each other. I don't know. It's just, it's great. And even if you can't do it right away, like you guys did, um, just making sure that it's scheduled, you know, it doesn't have to be scheduled for the day after, days after, week after, but as long as it's on the calendar and you know that you're going, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. It's too. not always realistic. Like some people take off the week of their wedding, you know, for prep and they take off, maybe they're having it on a Thursday or a Friday and they can't get off that many days in a time frame. Maybe they, they have to take it later. But like you said, as long as you have, you have it booked and not just like, we're talking about a date, like, no, do something yes. that is like going to tie you to it. Oh yeah. I mean, the people that I know that didn't book it, it's been like four years and they still haven't gone. Like, that's what happens. Life gets in the way, you know? My sister in 2018, they yeah. have a soon-to-be three-year-old. They still have not taken the exactly. Yeah, it's kind of hard to honeymoon with a three-year-old, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's why you do it then. And, you know, if some people are already have children when they get married, but... For those who don't, like, and sometimes people are planning on having kids right away. It's like the last trip that you'll have where you don't have another care in the world. <laughs> yes, yes. Do you have children? Yeah, I've got two. 16 okay. and 13. Yeah. How old are they? Been through it. 16 and 13. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it. Done all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do it. But like most of the worst is behind you. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Thank God. We're we're gonna start to learn to drive with the first one soon. So we got a whole yeah. new set of, oh, you know, <laughs> that's yeah challenges. Well, yeah. another thing that's really great too with Honey Fun is preparing for things like that. Like now your kids are are learning to drive, and I'm sure maybe thinking about going to college or starting business when they graduate, something like that. So setting up those nest eggs for them. For sure. And travel's been such a big part of our family. And like my older one just got back from a, a six month exchange in Berlin. So she can take every bus and train by herself in a major city all across the world. Like before she even learned to drive, which I think wow. is really cool. That's incredible. They're both really good travelers. Did you visit your, it's your daughter who went? Yeah, picked her up. We picked her up there and got to visit for a couple of days. That's so great. Oh my gosh. And she just got back recently? Mm-hmm. Is that a program with school? Yeah, it was a school exchange program. It's like a worldwide program. It's so cool. I wish I had that. I know, right? <laughs> but you could, I mean, and actually, now that we're talking about, you know, the life, the family life and what happens after the honeymoon, um, we're getting ready to expand our platform so that couples can continue to use it to fund other life events and, you know, support their kids' college fund or whatever student exchange or continued travel. Um, hardships. And so, and this is like how we really feel that we can keep the honeymoon going for couples is to keep them supported throughout their married lives and keep them creating those shared experiences, you know, with the help of their friends and family. Yes. Has that rolled out yet? 
Not yet, but we're still working on it. We're still How, it. when do you think that's coming? So we're working on anniversary fund right now. That's going to be the first one. And of course we want to get you traveling again because we know that couples who travel together stay together. So uh, look for that before the end of the year. That is so awesome. And that it really is so smart because I think, you know, of course, honeymoon, like I'm such a proponent of it. I think everyone who gets married should take a honeymoon. Maybe even people who aren't getting married, like go take the trip to it. Yeah. But for someone to be able to gift you a fun towards something like, you know, I have, I have a girlfriend who she just told me yesterday that she's pregnant Hi. and she has been trying, they've been going through in vitro for over a year and it just wasn't taking. Um, and she found out that her husband has, um, a chromosomal, um, defect that her kids will have a 50% chance of carrying. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, in addition to setting up a college fund for them, we're going to set up a fertility fund in the event that they want children. This could be something that they struggle with. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So like having that nest like if I could contribute that Mm -hmm. as a gift to her, like for a shower or even, you know, for, like young birthdays because yeah. then they don't even know what's going on like yeah. that would make me so happy and then if they don't want to have kids then they use the money for what they yeah. need to use the money for but totally i love that idea and and we have seen people using honey fun so creatively like that we've had people use it for uh infertility um treatments we've had people use it for like a visa for um, a couple that are getting married, someone's from overseas and they need to be able to live here together. I mean, like people get so creative with it. And so we really felt like we could open up the possibilities with the platform and let people use it throughout their lives for all those things they face, which, you know, God forbid, you never know what's gonna come up. You're so right. I mean, life is so unexpected and what you're doing is so innovative and it really is, changing people's lives and helping them in ways they they might not have thought of. So, you know, for especially the honeymoon, I, you know, obviously think is amazing, but what you're doing and what you have rolling out, just like, thank you from, from everyone because it is huge and you never know what life is going to throw at you. So true. Thank you so much. So sweet. Yeah, absolutely. So I had... I had some other questions for you. Let me see. Go in. <laughs> um, okay. So we talked a little bit when we did the podcast together about some unique experiences. Yeah. So what do you think, what's your favorite, like kind of unique experience, whether that's in a specific place or, you know, just something generally that couples can do on a honeymoon. That's really fun. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. So let's say you're going to like a beach destination like you guys did. Um, I would say anything that gets you experiencing the local culture um, and Hawaii, oftentimes that's like a traditional luau or like um, when in Fiji on my honeymoon, we did um, like a, a, an evening of like traditional dance. And then we sat around with like someone playing guitar and we all drank kava, which I don't know if you know what that is, but it's like kind of getting more popular here. Um, it's like a root that gives you like a calm feeling, but it's not like 
really like a drug. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but anyway, okay. you just kind of sit around and get loose and kind of like play guitar and hang out and talk. And it's just like how they spend their evenings in Fiji, you know? So I would say something like that is really going to be the most unique experience you can have like at an island destination or a beach destination. Okay. Um, if you're going to a city, of course, I mean, it all depends on what you guys love to do, right? So if it's music or if it's art or if it's um, festivals or, you know, there's so much going on in all the major cities um, in Europe and the United States, um, seeing a band that you both love, you know, something like that, something that gets you out of your, you know, beach chair or your hotel room or whatever and into the culture a little bit, I think is is really important to do on your honeymoon. Totally. Yeah, I was looking at some of the um, the starter registries that Honey Fun has, and I was just like, <gasps> there were so many things that I just hadn't thought of. One of them was a, um, a 1920s game drive in Africa. Yeah. And there's, I don't know if you're a Swifty, but um, there's a Taylor Swift <laughs> video, music video, Wildest Dreams. Yeah. Like safari and... I think it's Clint Eastwood's son who is oh. very easy on the eyes and mm -hmm. it's just like this gorgeous video I'm like I could see me on safari like yeah. style oh definitely yeah yeah I mean obviously I, we one of our couples that has like the highest amount raised of all time they raised like twenty seven thousand dollars and they went on like an incredible African safari they both had just like huge families and everybody was all in on the honey fund and they just had the most amazing time so yeah I mean I think if you're if you're all about experiences then you would choose a honeymoon like that but if you're just looking to like chill out and like reflect and recover and recoup from all the stress of the wedding planning then I think you're just picking little experiences here and there to go and make um, memories together yeah yeah absolutely and you know what your favorite and my favorite it's not necessarily going to be you know for everyone like we're going we'll be in Paris in September and originally when Celine Dion was still on her tour she's not now because she's sick but she was supposed to be playing there while we were there oh yeah I know and I'm like I'm so disappointed and like first and foremost obviously I'm praying for her health and like you know that she gets better I love her so much but um you know I'm like well that's probably not something that like she would have wanted to do yeah. so you know maybe you you find something that someone likes and another person likes and yeah. then another thing that you both want to do and you find that you actually enjoyed the experience that the other person picked or you know like yeah. I love that. Mix it up. Try something you haven't tried. Let them take the lead and then switch it off so that you each have like something that you can say, I wouldn't have done that if it weren't for you. I love that idea. Yes. You might really surprise yourself and yeah. you know, just seeing any show, I think in another country, just having that different experience, I think would be so cool, but not everyone likes a live show. So exactly. That's true. So we also chit chatted about some destinations that um, you loved and we talked more about it on the podcast, but you mentioned Mexico. Just remind me where you traveled to. So my recent travels have been to Cabo, which I absolutely adored. Um, went for the first time a couple years ago. I would say it's like a Palm Springs desert vibe meets the Pacific Ocean, which is just so cool and unique because like Palm Springs is amazing, but like kind of what are you missing there is like the ocean, right? Cool. So um, 
weather's great there year round, like pretty much 90 degrees year round. Um, beautiful Pacific, you know, you can hear the waves lapping the shore. Um, some parts of Cabo you can swim, some you can't because it's actually, the Pacific is pretty like intense. Um, but there's so many resorts, there's all inclusives, there's, you know, affordability all over the map. So um, I would say, yeah, huge, huge fan of Cabo. And Mexico in general, I just gave them so much props because of how they handled the pandemic and how open they were to travelers the whole time. Their protocols were so good. You could get all the COVID testing you need to comply with uh, regulations like for returning to the US. They just, I, you know, five stars, five out of five for Mexico's pandemic response that kept people traveling. That's huge, actually, because, you know, life, like we've been talking about, throws you some unexpected things and no one could have predicted what would have happened. You know, I'm like so exhausted from like, but knowing that a place like Cabo in Mexico really handled something, a curveball like that so yeah. well, it's like, oh, okay, well, they maybe kind of know what they're doing. Like yeah. that's in, yeah. in case if you're someone who's a really cautious traveler and you're worried about, you know, your insurance policies and, you know, how you're going to navigate the trip, something like that happen again. Like that's really helpful to know. Yes. Yeah. And I, I can't say, I mean, they made a lifelong fan out of me during the pandemic. So I'm, I'm going back to Mexico. <laughs> I want to go per your recommendation. Yes, yes, so good. Especially that, um, that restaurant you were talking about, what was that called again? Yes. It's called Sunset Mona Lisa. It's on a cliffside in Cabo. Um, you literally watch the sunset while you're dining and they have like a big celebration as soon as the sun goes down. People get married there. Sometimes you'll see like a little wedding reception, live music. The food is phenomenal. The whole experience is like totally otherworldly. I loved it. Oh, it sounds so amazing. You're making me want to go. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a trip coming up and I, I know you're very well traveled. You just picked your daughter up in Berlin. Um, where have you been in Europe? I got a new one for you since we talked last. Okay, let's hear it. So after Berlin, we I took the kids on vacation to Scotland. My first time there, I fell in love with it 100 million percent. We spent a week in the Highlands, like seeing all these cool filming locations from Harry Potter movies. Then we went to Edinburgh, and which is probably the coolest city I've ever been to in my life. Like, really? So cool. Like the what architecture. The, first of all, it's kind of like, it's not huge. It's very like navigable, like buses are super easy and cheap walking, you know, very easy. Um, the, uh, you know, Edinburgh Castle high on the hill, right at the top in the you know middle of everything. It looks over, um, you know, the ocean. So you, there's always seagulls flying all around, but you're not, it's not like waterfront, you know, but you just can feel that you're like near the ocean. Um, the, the people are so cool. The pubs are so cool. I'm hanging out on the street corner, you know, just wailing away, doing their thing. Um, we we encountered a guy that had like owls that the kids could like hold and like take pictures with. I mean, so many cool things. I can't. I don't even. I could probably talk for ten minutes about how great it was. Um, oh my god! Highly I mean, recommended. Huge national Royal Scottish Museum, totally free to the public. We went, I mean, it's a little rainy there. That's the one drawback, but we okay. went in on a rainy afternoon and spent 
you know, an hour in the museum, just seeing all these cool art. I mean, there's so much ancient history from that period, like the time of like um, the, the King Arthur legends. Um, a lot of their like real artifacts from that time are like at this museum. And I mean, it was just, it was so awesome. I would highly recommend Scotland. The food was amazing. Was it? What's, the, what's their cuisine like? Yeah, I mean, so haggis is like their traditional um, sort of Highland sausage-y thing that is made from like sheep intestines and stuff that people don't usually eat, but it's actually really delicious. I would try um, You know, and then you have like, um, you know, a lot of sausage rolls and like, you know, eggs and sausage and beans and stuff for breakfast, kind of like a, a, like an English, uh, traditional English breakfast. Sure. Um, but then you can find so many different kinds of food. There's lots of curries. Um, there's lots of vegan food, like almost every restaurant we went to had vegan options, like the whole country, even in the highlands where, you know, in the U S if you kind of get out into country, nobody is going to care about being vegan like here's yeah. an apple but like you know in scotland it was like no matter where we were in the smallest village all the way to the big city all those restaurants had vegan options which i thought was really really different and neat oh my god it sounds um, incredible it was so it was so fun so and so beautiful the highlands are like some of the most beautiful landscape i've ever seen waterfalls everywhere you know like lakes you know you're just drive it along and then all of a sudden you're like oh there's Loch Ness and it's just super long and you drive it for you know an hour and you see like ancient ruined castles along the lakeside and I mean it was just so awesome. Did you drive over there? I did yeah yeah. How is it being on the other side? Well okay so one thing to keep in mind is that when you rent a car they're always going to offer you a stick shift first and then you have to say no I want an automatic and they're going to charge you more for it. But if you're driving on the wrong, what to you feels like the wrong side, you have to get the automatic because trying to stick shift with your other hand on the different side of the car while you're on the different side of the road, like, don't do it. Trying to shift stick in America, like, for me, it's going to be a no. I, I haven't done it in probably 15 years. So. Yeah, same, same. So, I have no plans um, on it. Yeah. And then in the back roads, you know, sometimes when you're just driving along and you haven't seen a car in a while and there's no lane lines the next thing you know you're kind of just hugging the right you know and then you kind of realize oh no we're on the left here <laughs> so it takes a lot of thinking and concentration for the first couple of days that you're not used to if you've been driving for years and years you just do it naturally right yes so um yeah make sure that you're comfortable with that taxing brain taxing that's going to happen um and if you and your partner are you know backseat drivery toward each other I would maybe not recommend because that's like kind of a recipe for a fight right yeah I yes definitely I mean I I am not the driver in my household and I'm fine with that and the only thing, time I'll mention something I'm like oh you're a little you're a little close going a little fast yeah only yeah. if it's like needs to be said. Right. But right. I think I will be because we're renting a car, taking it from French Riviera to Lake Como. Wow. And I'm so excited because I think it's going to be a beautiful drive. But I'm so like, yeah. Well, so they're on the right side there. You don't have to worry about that. It's the UK okay. that's on the left. Only the UK is on the left. Oh, oh yeah. perfect. Yeah. Your right side and the rest of Europe. Whew, okay. <laughs> it's my first time being yeah. over there. So oh, I've driven up to Lake Como 
it's still horrifying because of how narrow the roads are and like my motorcycles coming at you, you know, in your lane on these little windy streets that go under like really old little bridges and things. So it's still plenty scary, but it is on the right. Thank God. <laughs> oh my God. Any, any Como recommendations? Oh, okay. Um, I stayed at the Grand Tremezzo, which is on the west side of Lake Como facing Bellagio, the, the little town of Bellagio. We're staying can, in Bellagio. Okay, so you, from Bellagio, you can take a ferry. You can literally drive onto the ferry, take it across the lake, and then like kind of meander down and visit the little part that I was in. Um, the, the Hotel Grand Tremezzo has like tennis courts and like a pizza oven and a pool in a dock floating in the lake and like a beachfront like bar and like so many freaking cool things that you don't usually find on a lake property so um highly recommend like going down there for like a dinner or something and like you know hanging out at the pool or whatever yeah oh it sounds incredible so and bellagio is so cute too so cute loved it i'm really excited i'm i this is my first time we've been pushing this trip back forever and ever and i'm just like we're doing five cities in 12 days. I think we talked about this last time. I think I told you to get it booked and it yes. sounds like you got it booked. I'm really Yes, I took your advice. I was like, we're doing it. I don't care. Like we gotta do it now because yeah. like you said, if you don't, then you won't. Exactly. So true. It, life is so busy and it is like, there was this little sandwich of time where I didn't have any events and my husband's going through something that's like, you know, finishing up at work and there's this like little window yeah. and I was like, Rabbit. let's just do it. Like, Rabbit. I don't care. Let's just do it. So we I'm are so um, happy for you. You're going to, you're going to love it. Did I tell you that I burst into tears when I saw the Swiss Alps reflecting off of the lake? <laughs> oh my God. So beautiful. And I had been traveling for so long and I had been driving on those crazy roads. And once we got there, I was just like, oh, completely overcome. It was gorgeous. Oh. Oh, I'm like over. I have chills just to be talking yeah, about it. It's gorgeous. So what's next for you? Where are you traveling to next? So actually, I do have a little five day in Cabo coming up with some girlfriends, which is yeah. going to be really fun. Yay. Um, and then I'm thinking Grand Canyon is next for my my next family vacation because I've always wanted to do that before my kids go off to college. My daughter's going to be going into her senior year next summer. So it's kind of the last chance. So I was thinking about doing up the Grand Canyon, like really, um, like a sort of a higher end, like a tourist, I mean, a, with a, with a guided tour, like, I don't know if you know, but like Disney adventures or venture by Disney, they offer trips, um, to the Grand Canyon. So I was looking at that. I don't know if I can afford it, but <laughs> I can try. It's probably it's so, so incredible. Yeah. I, I think Disney to touches, yeah. it's going to be like 10 times. I don't yeah. want it to be like, let's pull up, like, hey, there's a canyon and then keep, I want it to like, be really fun and go there and like, take the donkeys down and like, do the river rafting or whatever it is, like, really explore it and discover it, so. Oh, it sounds so incredible. I'm getting inspo and, you know, just yeah. taking it all in. And, you know, you have some things rolling out for Honey Fun, but, but what's next for Honey Fun? Like, what would you like to see happen in the next year to five years yeah. well okay first and foremost i would be remiss without saying that today october 14th sorry august 14th is national honeymoon day and national honeymoon day is six months after valentine's day 
It's a day to remind us that honeymoons are important, that you can continue to honeymoon with the person you love for as long as you're married. Just keep planning those trips. Couples who travel together, stay together. So that's been like a really big piece of our hearts lately is just getting ready for this day, making sure that um, that couples know how important travel is to their relationship. We also just um, applied to bring this message to South by Southwest um, next uh, February. So we're putting up our voting, you know, there's like a whole panel picker system that they use, but we're having people vote for us. So it's myself, uh, Gina Johnson from Hilton, all inclusive, uh, or sorry, Hilton Weddings and Honeymoons and um, uh, a relationship scientist. So we're like really excited to, to bring this message of like, what is this about love and travel that's so special? And how is it that honeymoons and tra continued travel keep love alive? So we're really pushing this message and making sure people know like, you know, what they can do, how they can leverage honeymoon style travel to bond them and to continue to help them live happily ever after. Oh my God. That is so cool and happy honeymoon day to yeah, you. Honeymoon day. It's <laughs> really, really cool. And you know, I've I've loved Honey Fun for a long time, and I'll be continuing to follow it. I'm sure forever. It's not going anywhere, which is fortunate for all brides and all really people starting a family. You know, whether that's just husband and wife or kids in the future, but really just keeping those experiences alive and thriving throughout your marriage and your life. Exactly, thank you so much for all your support. We're so lucky. Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure and it's always such a pleasure to talk to you. I'm open for this anytime you ask. And now we've both done it TikTok Live. This is so great. We got to like do it together. It's our shared experience. It was a great experience. You made it so easy and fun. Oh, thank you. Same. Thank you so much for listening to the episode today. Please like, review, rate, subscribe, follow whatever the things are. It's really, really helpful. If you do support us, there's something in it for you too. You'll have the opportunity to win a free prenup bridal prep planner. We give one away every month. I have the directions on how to do that below, so make sure you check that out. Thank you again for listening. Happy planning. See you next Wednesday.